0: To all my people, if you enter He Man, The Skeletor, the unofficial revelations companion. It's more than a cartoon, I'm here to let you know. Masters of the Universe, Revelations, for sure We breaking down the episodes, this is what you need in. Before He Man, grab somebody and start eating. From Evil in Clamp Champ, Teela, and the Man of Arms, they have the power, so come and join the squad. Yeah, Dear Skeletor, the unofficial revelations companion. Let's go.
1: Welcome to Dear Skeletor, the unofficial companion podcast to the Masters of the Universe Revelation. Join us as we recap each episode, celebrate the things we loved, and discuss the other aspects we may not have liked as much. I'm Forrest, and I am joined as always by my co-host John. John, that is what I would have said if there were any episodes left, but there aren't. This is a recap. This is a forward-looking this is a What Happens Next on Masters of the Universe Revelation episode. Are you excited to look into the future? The future, you
2: say? Hmm, yeah. I'm, hmm. I'm ready to look as far in the future as possible. possible. possible.
1: <laughs> see that's Man in a- Arms made me this future scope.
2: Yeah, I'm looking now. What do you see, Man in Arms?
1: I see <laughs> me
2: being on top of Castle Gray still uh <laughs> shooting things with my giant laser. Yes. <laughs> I am a man at arms, like my friend man at work.
1: Yes. Well, this whole time Scienceo was really skeletor. <laughs> I fooled you once again, man at arms and whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa ah!
0: <sighs>
1: Cut to the I, funeral.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like oh. Who knew that a uh, uh, just being stabbed would, was his only weakness? Physical <laughs> violence. Blunt force trauma. Getting yeeted by He-Man. These are things that would kill a Skeletor. <laughs> ah, my
1: fragile face.
0: Oh, <laughs>
1: it's,
2: it's a bone! It. <laughs> oh, no, now I need to get a plate on it. It's all cracked.
1: Look at my face. Nobody would bang me. <laughs> that was basically his sentiment for the final episode.
2: Yeah, but you. But we all know that's not true. Yeah, there's no, somebody I out there would. for him. Hmm? What? 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 <laughs> yeah, oh, all right. uh... This is, yeah.
1: <laughs> this is uh that's the the hidden part to the name of this podcast it's dear skeletor i love you <laughs> but not in a platonic way whoa oh, whoa oh, oh. whoa
2: give masters me that the,
1: bony face
2: masters of the universe revelation companion unofficial master universe
1: revelation <laughs> Yeah, it's very. it's a bit of a
2: mouthful it is like I mean it does fit on a t shirt but it'd be the whole thing like <laughs> it gets to go around to the back, yeah, it looks like the like the scroll from Star Wars,
1: yeah, I'm just saying I'm swiping whatever the way that you swipe that is the good one on skeleton, <laughs> I old and I've never used Tinder, I'm sorry.
2: The only tinder I used was the light fires to cook the animal that I spent hours hunting. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's the only tinder I know. It's I I do have to admit I I enjoy the fact that both you and I do not know which direction and which to swipe. <laughs> what is the good one? Yeah, we know it's a swiping because we've seen it on a show, but I never remember in which direction. So, and I don't want to look it up. So. No. Uh, Ignorance
1: is bliss. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Check out our new channel on TikTok. Two guys don't understand TikTok. Yeah, what is
2: this? Am I looking in the camera? Should I be wearing <laughs> pants for this? Explain the TikTok to me. <laughs> that just ends. Yeah. It, it, maybe we could do a TikTok channel where we just tell the time. Like we all...
1: Oh, someone's got, had to have done that already, 4:48 right? Four forty-eight <laughs> PM. At the time this was recorded, it might not be for you at this time because you can watch this later. It doesn't matter. Bye. <laughs> it's just like it's like it is nine seventeen
2: AM. <laughs> Somewhere, a, yeah. No, just that'd be. I like it. I think we. That's what we should do. I would. I would go on the TikToks just to do that. Yeah, I mean, yes, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Really. No, no, I'm kidding. I, I wouldn't do that. That feels like too much work. Yeah, like, you know, I'd have to, I'd have to fire up my phone, I'd have to look at it. Then I'd I'm already to,
1: exhausted. Like, just right? Hearing you talk I'm, about it,
2: I'm tired. Then I'd have to find where it's stored on my phone. What? No Yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm out. No, sorry, TikTok. Exactly. Yeah, you're not (laughs) going to be great
1: spices. You're lost. Yep. Yep. You're lost, internet. Two, you know, two guys and their middle-aged men. Uh, Everyone wants to hear the opinions of two middle-aged men, and now you won't get to. This is what you get. You don't get it. (laughs) That's it.
2: Wait a minute. Okay. I want. This is exactly what this TikTok would be. I, on the count of three, say whatever time pops into your head. One, two, three, five nine four
1: twenty. Right.
2: That is the channel. That is the TikTok. Like when you recorded it versus when I recorded it and then uploaded it together to the TikTok, we wouldn't even be in sync.
1: I love it. I mean, this is a, this sounds like something that we could do for a year without any comment and then eventually we would get a vice article written about us
2: oh yeah that'd be sweet these two subversive fucks i don't know Uh yeah, um, look at look at them trying to get ahead of the tiktok game <laughs> like one day maybe we would say the same time but it would have to truly be organic yeah all right anyway i'm bored with the idea let's uh, yep
1: <laughs> that's how good it is just six seconds of talking about it and we're already bored
2: (laughs) that's how you know
1: know it's a real gym
2: it's a winner you see a winner a real winner uh
1: but we're not here to talk about tiktoks no uh we're here to talk about as always as we always are focused on and talking about all the time masters of the rev uh masters of the revelation universe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's the show we love so much.
2: That we will never mess up the name of
1: it. Never. No, we always remember the name. That's that's a classic thing about us. Um, everybody knows that about us. But I was curious, John, now that you have some space, now that you've seen all the episodes multiple times, as I'm sure you have, as I have as well, Uh, what are your thoughts on the series as a whole? cool uh damn we're, we're we're already we're already starting deep
2: huh? uh, oh yeah yeah so as a whole i think the series is pretty all right which is john's highest form of praise mm-hmm. um now i think it's pretty good uh uh talking with you has kind of given me a little bit more I don't want to say insight per se but like as far as things to consider that i wasn't necessarily considering before um so it's kind of uh i don't want to say skewed but it's it's definitely impacted how i viewed this first part um and you know the things that i thought it did very well and the things i didn't think it did so well um but overall it felt like that was probably One of the better ways out of the gate to start something up like this, you know, tying it to the original series and, you know, trying to bring it forward and illustrating that um, is a difficult job because they are, you know, playing with the, as you would put it, the heady drug of nostalgia. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got to be, it's a very uh, precarious slope that you'd be on. And obviously we saw with some of the backlash of where people think the show is versus where it actually was, um, and so forth. So I think it was a pretty strong opener. So, uh, not too bad. I would definitely go back and rewatch them, you know, again, it's not like I've had my fill and I'm, you know, pushing the plate away from the table. Mm
1: Mm-hmm yeah i i think i'm kind of landed in the same space i really like a lot of parts of it i like how subversive it is based on like the expectations of what maybe if um someone was maybe hoping for i think it subverted those quite handily and and i enjoy the the subversive nature of it all um I think one of the things that kind of came through to me the most while talking about it with you has been that I think it works best when binge watched. Mm. Um because I think the 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 episodes work better almost as a movie than they do as a TV series, and I think that one of the things that definitely made that the most apparent was the ongoing thing that I would always point out every episode, not telling Tila who her parentage is. And the fact that they have to, like, they hammer that home every single episode... I don't know. It definitely, it annoyed me more when I watched them as individuals and waited a week between each one than it did when the first time I saw it, when I just watched the first one and I was like, wow, this is good, and then I ended up watching all of them. Like, mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that was a much more enjoyable experience. I, it worked a lot better for me. A lot of these smaller things kind of I just was able to ignore because they, in the service of the greater story arc, uh, but I think watching it sort of as a show of the week, those things were much more apparent. And so I think uh, initially I had hoped that they would put it out like Disney Plus, where they would actually show it on a cadence because I I do like that. But I think for this show specifically, it almost has more of a movie feel, and so it works better uh, as like a chunk. But that being said, um, I think overall I enjoy it a lot, but there are some parts that kind of stand out to me where I'm like, well, I ho- I hope they get the the time and space to maybe improve on a few elements.
2: Yeah, I think you know, I think you do bring up a valid point. You know, we were brought up in the age where appointment television was, you know, like key. It was just the thing. You didn't have a choice. You couldn't watch the whole season of, you know, like barney miller in one go you had the wait every week i don't know why i went with barney miller but i'm sure it's timeless um <laughs> yeah
1: and good luck if you wanted like if you wanted those series available to you you you'd have to buy the whole run of vhs's and if you're a kid good luck getting your parent to a, agree to that
2: exactly so like in this instance you know the shows that are created for these streaming channels kind of have that Either it's a bingeable state where it's meant for you to, you know, like just keep going from one into the other, very much like you're pointing out with this show versus say, you know, let's go to Disney plus and say the Mandalorian, right? That was appointment television, right? You know, like you had the way each week, but each episode was crafted in a sense that felt very much akin to how it used to be like, that was
1: standalone exactly
2: like they're like this is what we were going to do anyway so each one can stand alone there is a through thread but you don't have to be like you jump from one you know the end of one episode right into the other none of that versus this one where initially it starts out pretty you know pretty self-contained and then each episode was just like in specific spots until we got to like um what do you say the uh the you know most dangerous man in Eternia like the Mm -hmm. end of that and then once it went to that point everything was like literally buttressed up against the the previous episode so like right binging it in that sense makes a lot it 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 makes a lot more things forgivable because you can ignore it but yeah on its own it it does highlight the parts where you're just kind of like come on like (laughs) again make you know again are we doing this just tell her already like i feel like in the span of time that you've sat there and not said it you could have said it 10 times over Um, yeah
1: yeah i totally agree. And I think for me, there is there's an aspect of this that that is not this show's fault and not uh, the fault of the creators. But I think in media in general, especially when we're talking about something that is maybe nostalgic or something that's being remade, I am over it like everything's sucking in the in when you bring this world back do you know what I mean like i I'm over it I'm over stories like uh pushing this the narrative forward by making things depressing
2: yeah yeah I
1: get you and I again i I think that this was like purposely subversive and it it deals with some stuff in the original series that is useful, I think, and interesting to talk about. Namely, sort of the the secret of uh, you know Prince Adams' true identity or He Man's true identity, and how and who knows that and who doesn't, and the reasons why. I think that's an interesting question to explore. But at the same time, like the my favorite episodes from the series are when the gangs all together, kind of doing their thing, and I think. That is mostly just about where I am in terms of what stories I'm I'm looking at. Is I I'm looking for that. I'm looking for some corniness. I'm looking for some fun. I'm looking for some whimsy. But I'm not necessarily looking to be reminded about how much everything sucks all the time because that's kind of like my real life spends plenty of time reminding me of that.
2: Yeah, you know you can't find refuge anywhere without finding something that makes you just kind of go like, Oh, come on, man. Really this too. Now this is another thing, it, another thing. Just eat into, you know, like my pretty good mood. Um, I, I know I get you on that. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it does feel, I don't want to say tropey at this point, but it always seems like that's the, how we bring you back to this environment this space you know the make it serious which means we have to put real stakes versus you know like the initial ones with um say uh you know the original series where they were all self-contained and you know like little little you know parables might been found in the episode or something but there were no real stakes we, we knew at the end of it uh he-Man was going to win, Skeletor was going to lose, and the good guys were going to have a good laugh at, you know, Orko or Cringer's expense or something, and that was going to be it.
1: Yeah, and I think that the what this series does well and, and what the kind of story I was just describing that I don't really care for, uh, what it allows is for what the character that we would assume would be the natural focal point or spotlight, taking them out of the picture allows us so much more time to get to know these other sort of side or, you know, ancillary characters that, uh, that we never got to know before. And I think that this show actually does quite well in that regard, maybe Mm. not in the way that they were intending because, I think, after watching it so many times, I think in terms of Tila, I think that they did her a little bit of disservice because she doesn't get a ton of room to grow each episode. Um, where I think that they maybe did a better job and surprising me definitely was Evil Inn. I thought Evil Inn had the best arc of almost anybody on the show.
2: Yeah. I would agree with that. How do I put it? I love the original series. You know, I grew up watching it like second all the toys, all the stuff. I love it, love it, love it. Those characters to me are more character than characters with depth. Like I I can say you know broadly what they kind of stand for, but I couldn't be like, well, you know, He Man likes knitting, and a Skeletor, you know, enjoys like wine tasting. Yeah, or, you know, I mean, they're like, about
1: as one-dimensional tr- as one-dimensional could be, especially yeah. in the original series.
2: Exactly, but in this series, it added depth to each one of these characters, and certain ones got more than others. Right, like Man at Arms' selflessness. And, you know, just wanting, you know, realistically, just his relationship back with his adoptive daughter type of, you know, scenario. Or, you know, Tila learning to let go of, you know, like why she's so angry at not knowing who, you know, that Prince Adam was indeed He-Man, like not being able to trust people. Or Evil Lynn, who you know, felt like she had to saddle up with, you know, Skeletor when she knew that within herself she could have also been a master of the universe. Definitely added a lot more depth there. Those who you believed in, I think, were, uh, to your point, Evelyn
1: felt the most earnest. Uh, Tila, She got there eventually. It just... To me, like, she kind of, like, her arc sort of plateaued. She was super angry, which makes sense. I think her reasons for being angry are perfectly justified, and it would take a long time to, to get over that sort of uh, betrayal. But it's sort of like she's really angry about it for pretty much every episode until she has uh, goes to subternia.
2: Yeah, So here's the thing though, like, I think her arc feels like it's more of a traditional, like superhero TV show type of arc where like Mm -hmm. each week, it's something that they discover about themselves that, you know, that they could do better. So that's the thing that they don't know. Yeah. They're a badass fighter, but you know, she's not very good at math, you know? So by the end of the episode, she's good at math, you know, like a very arrow approach. Where yeah. <laughs> like, every week it was just like, fuck, man, you see, you're supposed to be this badass, but then you're just running into this problem here. So that's your problem of the week. And it feels like that was exactly how Tila was treated. Where Evelyn felt like she went through all of that. We never experienced it. We're experiencing the benefit of what she learned from the past. Um,. So I think that makes it feel more like, I, I just keep using the words earnest, earned authentic, right? Like I didn't yeah. feel any different about beast man from this than the original series. Just
1: like, I yeah, like he the, doesn't grow at all. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. You can see her growing gradually throughout the episodes and then like culminating in her true hero turn towards the end. And then, this the, the the surprising betrayal uh you know, at the very final episode it was very interesting. whereas Tila's was just like she was very mad. she like you said, she got to confront the each of these aspects of her previous life that she was mad at, which is interesting. but um I think I think mostly it's because and we talked about this ad nauseum, so I won't really go. Into it, but in our um, in our episode about Subterny and Scareglow and all that stuff, uh, episode four, I believe, um, we talked about how like her accepting her destiny and having that be the 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 sort of the things she's most afraid of felt a little a little you know crowbarred in there, and I think that maybe that's kind of why her arc suffers a little bit. It's clear that there's something that we're building to that it's going to pay off, likely in the, the second part. Um, But because of the way that the series is laid out, and it's not a movie, we are treading water a lot on her character development, it seems like.
2: I agree with you. you know, it, we can't she can't grow because the story won't allow her to grow yet. Like it's not right. her time. So it's always going to be this one thing where you'd feel like, you know, from the second to third episode, I had, felt like you would have grown a lot as a person, um, you know, and some of these hangups that you have in the land of the dead or something, maybe you might've been over because they're very similar, but nope, because you're mad at your dad is different than being mad at Adams and being mad at, you know, everyone else. So, um. You know, at this point, you're not allowed to um, grow leaps and bounds. We'll wait until like episode eight or nine for you to hit your true potential type of, you know, uh, approach.
1: Yeah, I agree. So I think with that's a perfect jumping off point to transition. Let's talk about what we think will happen in the second half. I did a little bit of research before this. I don't know when mm-hmm. the second half is going... well No, mm-hmm. not what the second half is about. Oh. I did a little bit of research just about when it might be coming out. Um, or if it is not coming out at all. Um, and from what I can tell, it's still, they're still going to release the second half. Um, Kevin Smith was... Uh, back in July, I think, was talking about how, or maybe it was even more recently than that, he was talking about how they're almost done with the sound, they're almost done with the editing, so it's possible that we might see it by the end of this year. So that that's the result of my research. We, we may see the second half of the series by the end of the year, and it's probably still coming out, but Netflix has not re- renewed it for a second season.
2: Yeah, but I could see that. Like this doesn't feel like this doesn't feel like an episodic cartoon show where like you would have years and years of it if it was you know super duper popular. It feels like this this is revelation for a reason. Oh, yeah, <laughs> this-
1: though I will say that I think that really depends on the second half because they could leave it in a spot to where this first like the first season is all about setting up the new status quo and then we can live in that environment for, you know, however many however long they want to take it. But I think it'll all depend on how the the series leaves our characters at the end of this second half.
2: Yeah, of course, but I feel like even if it this just has a finality to it to me. Like this is just like okay, we're telling these characters final stories because maybe we'll open up to something else and and I'm only doing that because I know like reading about the Mattel toy line originally they created the series so they could not just do revelation stories but they could also like do relaunches of other maybe other lines or other characters within this book. so i don't know if it would be a continuation of revelation or like you know like the masters universe multiverse where you're getting just a bunch of different versions of these characters that kind of exist at least on the pegs um sure but in this instance um i don't think it I don't think it. Uh, I, I don't think it. I don't think it's renewed for a second season because I don't think there was ever a second season
1: planned for it. Well, then, what do you think will happen in the second half of this show?
2: Well, so you know, obviously, we didn't say it, but you know, spoilers, spoilers.
1: Um, yeah, potential accidental spoilers if we happen right. to get anything right. We don't have any information about what the contents of the second half will be.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of part one, we see Adam is wounded. Uh, you know, he could be dead, but he's definitely wounded. Um, so, obviously, we'll see him come back. But probably, uh, you know, we, we saw Skeletor as God, so he's going to have to run with that for hopefully close to the remainder of, you know, part two. Right? Like the, the last thing you'd want is him to be Skelligod and then like episode seven, he loses it and then it's right back to like normal shit. So the stakes <laughs> yeah. have to, you know, <laughs> That would those, be bad. Yeah. The stakes need to be happier than ever. I think what we'll end up seeing is, uh, Tila using the sorceress force. I just assume that's what they call it. It's like the Phoenix force, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, Falcons or eagles instead of uh, phoenixes. Um probably tap into that and become some sort of like super Tila the fights <laughs> I don't think um, I think he man will return but um, He's not going to be the uh, focal point And uh, I mm-hmm. think man-at-arms is gonna die. Oh Shit. Yeah because it feels like, you know, maybe you know, it, it feels like they're playing for keeps with some of this stuff. So I don't think Orco, you know, Orco's not gonna come back. I don't think any of the ones who died in the previous part are going to come back. Um Yeah, and I think Man in Arms will probably die. And uh you know, that that's kind of where I'm banking on it. Obviously they'll vanquish Skeletor uh, once and for all, and probably evil in will live and take over. That's not my hope. My hope would be that you know she did turn to the good side during part one, and she goes with Skeletor to keep tracks on him, and then betrays him, um, doing the full you know hero turn. That's what I'm hoping mm-hmm. for. That's what I'm hoping for.
1: <clears throat> yeah, those are. I think those are pretty good predictions. I. Everything that's been set up in these series so far seems like that could, all that stuff could happen, and it would still honor the story as it's as it's played out so far. Um I agree. So I think I agree with you. I think Skelegod will be the next part of the arc, defeating Skelegod. All the things that Skeletor does while he has the power of the god to Eternia. I think will be interesting. We've got magic back now, so that opens up a lot of interesting possibilities. I think that's why we'll see Orko again, because now that Magic's is back, I do think Orco will make another appearance, whether it is like as a spirit or in of you know, I don't know. He may not be alive necessarily, but I think we do Oh, Zom Orko. Yeah, maybe. Or just like basically Ghost Yoda or Orko.
2: (laughs) You know Uh, what I mean? Being like. That'd be terrible. Him still trying to do bad magic tricks.
1: (laughs) Yep. From the grave. Yeah, he had to die. Now he can finally do magic, except he's dead. So that's like, that sucks. But (laughs) he's whatever. Um, We don't see Roboto again. He's out because we saw him literally blast apart. So I think that that. He's out. I think, um, I think Tila will become the new sorceress. Oh, that is what I'm thinking.
2: But I would hope not.
1: I think there's foreshadowing it in the Land of the Dead episode when, when she glows with that prismatic power. I think instead of becoming like another type of character, I think she will take over the mantle of sorceress from her mom. Um,. That or Evil Lynn will become the sorceress. Uh, I've thought about that as well, because the, I don't know, There, I think there is another, there's a hero turn coming for Evil Lynn. I think you know, she has a lot of affection for Skeletor, and now that he's back, does is kind of confused about what to do, but I think there's a big, I think that sort of villain turn is setting her up for a bigger hero turn later. Whether that's through sacrificing herself or becoming the sorceress I don't know but it certainly seems in that instance I think that you would see Tila voluntarily giving up the magic for some reason um I don't know what exactly would perci- per- precipitate that but precipitate I don't know if that's the right word but either way you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. um yeah I think I think Prince Adam survives because it would just be so stupid if they, like, r- literally killed him for the entire series. He comes back for one episode and they kill him again.
0: <laughs>
1: that, that would be so dumb for anyone who is, like, into that character. It would just be, like, a weird sort of, like, Kevin Smith kicking you in the nards over and over again. Um, so I think Prince Adam survives. I think he is depowered, though, up until, like, something happens. I'm guessing... Tila realizes her true power and then uses her magic to bring He Man out of Prince Adam or something to that effect. Oh, like split him? Like Freaky Friday? Like he just. Yeah, maybe. Maybe He Man becomes his own thing, or maybe she just is able to channel in, like, make him He Man again without the sort of power. I don't know
0: um,
1: how that works, but definitely something about her destiny is going to be crucial to this next uh, half. So, yeah, I definitely agree that either Man-at-Arms or Sorceress is going to perish to give her that sort of final push, I think, over the edge um, to become, you know, what she is destined to be, because like we said before, a lot of the show is about her destiny and and how that and how she hasn't fully accepted it yet, but she will. So at some point she's going to have to accept that destiny. And I think that destiny is, is the sorceress. And that's why I think that the show could go on afterwards, because once you set that new status quo, once you have like maybe her as the sorceress and he man is back at he as he man, then it's unlimited. The kind of adventures you could have, especially if you have like a new, you know the if the if the power structure in attorney uh, is totally different then you have the opportunity to do a lot of really cool stuff with this duo and then they're like truly on the same level could be interesting but yeah, could be yeah the, it, that's my uh, hope it does i guess the problem the,
2: the only thing i see with that is that this every you know every story is about escalation and how far farther and farther it'll escalate and how intense it'll get this feels like this is about as far as you could go with telling a story of this magnitude because nothing else that they encounter would live up to the epicness of what this was right like from reforging the sword of power to from traveling to you know, you know, quote unquote, heaven and hell to bringing magic back into the universe, all that stuff. That's a lot. So then picture doing a season two and they're like, oh, well, you know, Triclops is terrorizing this town over there. All right, let's stop them. And that was the whole episode, right? Like it feels like it doesn't even matter who the next big bad could be. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't compare to the story that they're telling with this. I'm um, just in magnitude. Obviously, sure, they I could think find if a way, but yeah, it it just like obviously you wouldn't want to write yourself into a hole where you would never revisit the show again. But it just feels like the way that this is being written, it's just like yeah, this, is, this when this is done, this is done, because we have the other He Man show that's for the kids, and that's more important to us in the long run. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Versus this. But, uh, you know, I'm hoping to be wrong. I would like more He-Man cartoons that are a little more, uh, I guess, directed towards me than, say, the younger viewer. But that's me being, you know, a selfish middle-aged man.
1: Yeah. And I, I guess it all depends on how many people actually watch the show. But because there's a, a number of people who could watch it where it doesn't really matter what the story justifications would be. It would get another season regardless. Uh, that kind of happened with Picard, Star Trek Picard. Uh, no spoilers for you because I'm planning on our hit pop culture podcast, Pop Saga, available on any sort of uh, podcatcher you want. Listen to the world over. Uh, I am planning on introducing a segment where I make you watch star- new Star Trek, <laughs> but we'll save that for uh, for the future. But Look uh, with the uh, the new Picard show as an example. That, as I understand it, that was supposed to be a self contained story that would only run one season, and uh, it was so popular they decided to turn it into a two season thing. And the showrunner left. I don't know if those are all uh, related, but I'm guessing that there was somebody because uh, it's Michael Chambon or Cambon or whatever you na- however you pronounce his name. So he's like a very prolific storyteller and he i think he wanted to do a like a specific story to to send uh he, just to, to honor Picard in a way and i think i think that it just became so popular that it was like uh change the story <laughs> we need to make this work for multiple seasons Yeah. Uh, and-, and so it did and i don't know but um So, I think, you know, that popularity is obviously a a thing that that factors into the the whole decision that Netflix is going to make. But I think that you could still, you could have escalated it to this point and still, then you, and you can bring it back in a way that, that could still be interesting. I mean, what if Hordak shows (laughs)
2: up? But that's the thing. Hordak feels. Like, the distinction between Skeletor and Hordak is the shows they were on. So Hordak, for me, is, you know, She-Ra. That's She-Ra's villain, even though they're interconnected. Hordak taught Skeletor originally. You know, like, there there were notes. But Hordak yeah. is She-Ra. Skeletor is He-Man. And
1: Now, granted, but, like, think about it. At the end of this series... Skeletor loses his god powers, he is a failure again, he's not killed obviously, He's he is uh, defeated, he slinks back to Snake Mountain, now it's just like, got all the the gross trash that the cult left behind, all the dookies <laughs> in the hallway, all the, cause you Try. know they didn't have enough bathrooms for all those people. Yeah, all the um, plops on the ground. All the Triclops is everywhere, all the weird little fish robots uh, flying through the hallways, and then, you know, he has to, now, his supervisor, Hordak, shows up. He's looking for that, he's looking for that, uh, the quarterly report of how Skeletor did. Uh, That's another disappointment. So Hordak's coming to take over. And then you could have a whole through line for the through the second season about Skeletor trying to get rid of (laughs) Horde. Maybe he could even team up with our heroes. We get an awesome Skeletor He-Man team up for the second season. I'd I'd tune in for that.
2: I mean I'd tune in, but I thought, you know what, they had to literally reforge the sword of power. Feels a lot more interesting. Than Hordak being the new you know upper middle management that is the
1: bane of Skeletor's <laughs> existence. <Yep. laughs> hey, you know it's all about how they write it. Could be, it could be cool.
2: I mean, sure. Like, look, like I said, I would watch more. I just don't feel like there's more
1: to watch. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I get where you're coming from, but uh, I think that there is you don't always have to be Dragon Ball Z, right? You don't have to have each thing escalate in a way that is purely from an epicness standpoint. Things can... You can set the level, right, and then just play in that space for a while and then build up another existential threat that you haven't even considered prior to, uh, to then. So... While it could be just like an end cap, they're just looking to put a cap on the end of the original series, which I think in a way would be fine. Uh, I think that there's also room for you to tell interesting stories in this space once you have determined what the new environment looks like.
2: Fair. Fair.
1: I'm just going... Yeah, but I think what you're saying could is entirely possible as well because you know there there could be more than one reason they haven't announced a second season.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, who knows? You to 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 your point, right? We Netflix is really um, you know secretive when it comes to like what garners a success for their platform, and you know what is a driver. Obviously, views, but you know they don't tell you like a show needs to get 4 million views or, you know, plays, then we'll, you will definitely, or unique plays and we'll definitely like renew it for a second season or whatever. This is, you know, a cartoon, it takes longer to produce. So obviously you would try to set up as many different arcs as possible, you know, to make sure you're at least, or, uh, not arcs, but uh, seasons as possible to tell the story that you need to tell because it just, especially with the style of art that they're using in the show, it's a little bit more traditional with some, you know, 3d enhancements and stuff, but nothing too crazy. hmm So it totally it makes sense that like, if this was a, a super success, I think we would have heard about it by now. And for sure they would have made an announcement for a second season. If there was a second season since it was so divisive. Uh, For all the wrong reasons, I think they're just kind of letting that cool while, um, you know, as it kind of gets out of the zeitgeist a little bit, so then they can make an announcement uh, for at least when part two starts up and kind of gauge, you know, reaction and uh, from that point, especially now that everyone, you know, who's angry at it realizes the cat's out of the bag with, you know, man not really being in the series and yada 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 yada
1: yeah i think part of that must have been the fact that they kind of denied that that was that rumor was true and so people who are like no it is true and everyone's like you're dumb and then they're like you see i was right the whole time and i hate it <laughs> um uh i you know what i i want to use this time I would like to make an appeal to anybody who's listening. And I would like to say, I would love it if people were more open to things that they didn't expect. I think, I understand, like, having a vision in your head. This has happened to me plenty of times where I've had a vision in my head about what i want to happen and then when that doesn't happen it is disappointing because you are really invested in that vision and i i get it and i understand completely but like try to think back to a time before you saw star wars before you saw star trek before you saw these things these movies that you really love could you ever have imagined that it would have existed in that way no and the thing is the fact that it surprised you and it was unexpected and it was something that you didn't know you wanted until you saw it is why it is so special so i would say to everybody out there who's listening who maybe has dismissed he-man or dismissed masters of the universe revelations because it hasn't you it didn't they, you didn't feel like it lived, lived up to what you expected and maybe you've only seen the first episode and you're listening to this podcast for some reason, I can't imagine. Um, <laughs> I just would say be open to things that are different. Be open to things that you didn't expect and understand that if you got what you wanted all the time, that would be a very boring existence. Surprise... Is one of the most delightful things that you can feel in certain situations. Obviously, there's plenty of bad surprises, but th- that sort of surprise that you get from an unexpected piece of entertainment that makes you, that you really love is a a singular experience that I wish more people were open to. Oh, okay, great! Looks like I was preaching to the choir. Everybody is uh, already you know, it's hard to tell how many people are make up these like these groups of, of people who brigade, you know, review bomb things and brigade things that they don't like and are constantly accusing things of being too woke or whatever the, the, the refrain is these days. Because they're so loud, it's easy to think that they are like very numerous. But it's hard to tell. Is it like a small people, a group of people being really loud? Is it genuinely this, the fan base being disappointed? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, I have my guess. Um, it it always feels like it's the vocal minority that gets heard, because most people are either, yeah, cool, I'm with it, or no, nah, that ain't for me. But I don't have the feeling or the need to share those with or the time. <laughs> or the time with the greater world, you know, I'm just gonna keep yeah, it's not for me, but if you like it, cool. And you know, that's the extent of it. Um you know, like uh I don't know, certain X-Men animated series, right? <laughs> like if you like it, that's cool. It's not for me, sure, it's not for me. Yeah. Um uh you know, so in that instance, you know, it sees people who are really vocal and opinionated. Um, whether you agree with their opinion or not, that's another thing. Um, I think that's part of the problem though, with, uh, uh that's a part of a bigger problem with social clout and standing where you're mm. willing to let people do the thinking for you, you know, like that's kind of why, you know, when we talk about a lot of things, I'm usually pretty reserved when, you know, like with the reviews say this and everyone's given it, you know, five stars. I don't think that holds a lot of water for me just because everyone's different. Right? Like, did I like, uh, what, uh, gunpowder milkshake, eh, but I didn't hate it. But you know, sure. some people, some people said, this is great. It's just like, you know, this is like John wick. And it's like, yeah, kind of, and kind of not, but you know, I'm just going to go in and enjoy it for myself. So. I, I don't pay attention to reviews when it kind of comes up to that thing but a lot of people do because it offloads a, you know the the burden of thinking about it so if you hear someone who's like sounding like hey, he man not even in it it's woke. It's, or whatever and if you don't like me doing that voice uh tough uh <laughs> because you know if you're If you're worried about things being woke and being represent, you know, representation, and you don't like that I'm polar opposite. I want people to feel like more representation is needed within media. So they feel like they belong because everyone does. And that's my rant on that. But you know, the other end of the spectrum are people who would rally against that and, you know, I think a lot of the detractors from this show are people who do not know masters of the universe did not watch the cartoon show they only know the characters by the names like the memes or something like they don't understand like i want to be like it was so deep and meta and like transformative it was none of those things but you could see the bones in there and if you knew he-man you would know that if you were acting the way you were he would not like you, and he would give you a moral on why what you are doing is wrong. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, <right.
2: laughs> he sure would. So I'm just kind of like, if you didn't understand that, and you understand he's about being inclusive and you know as inclusive as possible for the times of when this was created and everything. That yeah, maybe it's time to tell someone else's story besides him. Maybe it's just not about. You know, blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy with the iron cross on his chest, proclaiming he's the masters of the universe. It's not, <laughs> you know, that's that's typically not a good look. But in his instance, it's yeah, it's okay because it's he's not doing it for the one reason. He's doing it for his reason. Um, but yeah, I I agree with you on your statement hundred percent. I just wish people could just enjoy new things and just kind of let it happen because who knows. You might, you might find something that you never knew existed because you weren't willing to give it a chance. Give it a chance, you might really find something that you truly enjoy. And um, I like this take on it. Why not? You know, He-Man has been around for 165 episodes. It wasn't like he's been in every one of those episodes. Sometimes it's Adam who's captured and other people need to rescue him. He's had his time in the shine. Let's see what the other masters of the universe do. Because it's not master, It's more than one. Yeah, very well said. Um, Sorry for my rant, Ella. Uh,
1: I think uh, it's a, it was a very... It's not a rant. Uh, I think it was a good point. Uh, and one that uh, I, I would love to hear more often. Um, I agree. Uh, you know, I... Whenever this kind of thing comes out, I think back to the 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 time that I saw The Force Awakens on on um, opening day, yeah. and of course the energy in the theater was uh, astounding, and everyone was so excited about everything, every reference, cheering, loving every moment of that movie. And at the end, it got a standing ovation in the theater, which is funny because there's no one there to see the standing ovation. So I always, just to decide, I always think it's funny when uh, a movie gets a standing ovation. But like those are people felt. So motivated and jazzed by the experience, they had to stand up, yeah. and I remember doing that. And then I heard from behind me just somebody saying like, "No, no, no!" <laughs> over and over <laughs> again. <laughs> and I glanced back, and there was one person sitting down, arms crossed, looking at the floor. Uh, someone maybe, maybe I want to say like maybe five, ten years younger than me. Um. Just throwing a fit. And and not only... And it's fine that they didn't like it. I'm not saying you should be forced to like something. But everyone in that theater was having a great time at the end there. And they were so taken aback by people loving something that they had to vocalize their disagreement shouting at a crowd of cheery people, No! <laughs> it was just like... It was... Fat, it was just i couldn't fathom the the motivation of somebody like that and uh i don't know it's just not a hap- that must not be a very happy place to be so it's fine not to like stuff but um when you when you make that everybody else's business i think uh it kind of transforms into something else so i don't know i don't uh, know i, I don't I, it, yeah w- yeah
2: 100. Like I get it, their level of expectations and sometimes things don't meet it. There are some things that will never meet your expectations. There are some properties that I think that will never be good enough to appease. Usually everyone, cause you'll always have your detractors. Um, you know, even a show as beloved as the Mandalorian, there are people like, eh, it's not that yeah. And I'm like. Okay, well, I don't need to
1: talk to you anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that sounds like an, an insane opinion. Yeah, but, um, you know,
2: like, I didn't like Grogu. He's fucking to too cute. Yeah. Well, what did you want? Like, did you just want him shooting people for, like, 30 minutes? I mean, that'd be pretty cool, but it would also get old pretty quickly. Yeah. With the Force Awakens. You're not making a, a Star Wars movie, especially in the world where the prequels existed and were so divisive, where. It couldn't be, you know, like it was ever going to match whatever you had head cannon you had in your head or whatever. So just like, just enjoy what the people do. And if you still don't like it, that's fine. Just don't feel the need to
1: start screaming no in a theater because <laughs> other people do <laughs> yeah, and when the, no. your two friends are, are clapping next to you and you're just like, no, no,
2: no. <laughs> Daniel. Christopher, you're supposed to be on the light side.
1: No, <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean,
2: Finn is terrible. Ray <laughs> is awful. Why did they kill Mary Sue? Oh my God! A strong female character. No, I don't like it. No. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Get over
1: yourself, man. Yep. get over yourself. Very well said. Yeah. Well, I think that does it for us this uh, week, wouldn't you That's say? It.
2: Well, I think it does it for this week and uh, for this season part. Yeah, for this part. Yeah, for, for sure. For our part, you know, uh, we haven't really agreed. If, yeah, I guess we're technically. Yeah. Is this Dear Skeletor, the unofficial companion? podcast of master universe revelation this is our part
1: one right and we're going to do part two indeed we will return whenever they return as well so be on the lookout for that
2: yeah so i think this does it for part one um you know i think we had a lot of comments and commentary on how everything kind of uh showed up on this show um Things we like, things that we didn't like. Um and it's funny talking things through uh was able to kind of get the rose colored lenses out of the way pretty quickly and be like, oh cool, new He Man. To like, well, let's do He Man, but let's see what's up with this first. <laughs> um, so that's been really enjoyable. I've enjoyed talking this show through with you, Forrest. It it's always good to talk with you. Uh Forrest mentioned it before, I'll mention it again, you know, pop saga is our other show. If you want to hear us do more of this, but about a bunch of different things that are not He-Man or He-Man related, but not necessarily, uh, masters universe revelation, uh, check out pop saga. It is everywhere. You can find podcast, maybe even, uh, the, you know, Amazon, if they buy us out, we might be Amazon exclusive, but I don't think yeah, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see. We're, we're really angling just for like some extra toilet paper or like like, if I can get some toothpaste on, like, you know, like, repeat buy, you know, like, but a little cheaper, I think I'd be good there. That could be a good deal. Um, We're listening, Amazon. Yeah, well, that we know they're listening, especially you got a Alexa. They're listening to everything. Oh, that got dark. Anyway.
1: Nah, I threw that in the tub.
2: <laughs> oh, you threw yours in the tub? Oh, This oh, is yeah. like, I need water. <laughs> oh, shit. I will find you for reasons. No, that that was my name. Well, before we say goodbye for this part one, we'd also like to thank Burton M6 for our amazing theme song. If you're interested in having him make a piece of music for you, check out the show notes for links to his fiber page. Uh, he does all our theme music and he makes us the most professional sounding podcast in the world until it starts. Then you get us. (laughs) And until next time, be kind to each other, because when it comes to making the world a better place for everyone, you have the power!
0: (laughs) Until next time. (laughs) My people, if you're into He-Man, Skeletor, the unofficial revelations companion, it's more than a cartoon, I'm here to let you know, masters of the universe, revelations, for show, we breaking down the episodes, this is what you need in, before He-Man, grab somebody and start eating, from Evil Link, Clamp, Chap, Teela, and the Man of Arms, they have the power, so come and join the squad, yeah, Skeletor, the unofficial revelations companion, let's go!